Welcome to the American Slang Podcast, where we will explore language and culture in different regions of the United States. Slang is a type of informal language that's typically spoken in a certain area or by a group of people. Culture is dynamic, language is dynamic, and in this podcast, we will explore the connections between them and the way new words and expressions emerge in different places in America. podcast, Cami, who's been teaching English for over 10 years, and she specializes in pronunciation and in fluency, and she also does writing correction and TOEFL exam preparation classes, and I think she also helps people with daily English, everyday conversations as well, and also I've seen a lot of grammar stuff that you do as well, so that's really nice, and today I want to talk to Cami a little bit about her city where, you know, this place she was born in the United States and a little bit about the slang that you might hear in Washington, perhaps a little bit about the language and how, you know, language and culture and how they're related in your place and your city. So tell us a little, welcome, first of all, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I know that you were born in Washington, right? The state of Washington? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm, so in Washington mm-hmm. State, um, I always have to specify that because when people hear Washington, they think D.C. D.C., yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 Washington State, other side of the country. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised in Washington State, really close to the biggest city, Seattle. Um, I left um, and I moved to South Korea after graduating university. And I'm currently living in Texas. Most of my life was in Washington State. Fantastic. That's such an Mm -hmm. adventure to travel to South Korea and teach English. And what a great cultural experience. And I'm sure you realized a lot about your U.S. upbringing and the U.S. culture when you were living abroad, more than you probably noticed when you were living in the U.S. Yeah. Um, And like, I didn't know that I had an accent or anything. So Uh In the Northwest, especially in the Seattle area, we have the idea that we don't have an accent. We have the most perfect or neutral English. And when I moved to South Korea and was around a lot more expats, people were able to be like, you're from Seattle, aren't you? I, really? I can they hear. can identify it? Yeah. And I was so shocked <laughs> that they could tell that I was from Seattle because I thought, no, we have we don't have an accent. Yeah. Um, was and, there something you were saying that was giving it away or it was just your tone, um, your accent? I think it could have been just general characteristics, how to mm-hmm. behave. And there are some things that maybe are unique to Seattle, like the pronunciation of some words like important, um, I've kind of heard that here in the South as well. So I don't know if it's that Uh unique Um, or it could be the uh, neutralness Uh of my accent uh that people can notice because I don't have a Southern accent. I don't Uh sound like I'm from the East Coast or California. So maybe it is a little bit unique in Mm -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. So how do you pronounce important? That's different. Important. You just say important. Important. It's slightly different than... Maybe you would hear in the I don't know if it's that different. (laughs) How do you say important? I say important. Oh, okay. So you do the T more at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. 
do the tea. And actually my husband, like if he can hear some of my students, he can tell who my or which students I've had for a long time um, because of how they pronounce important. Uh, <laughs> you train like, that with them a lot. Yeah. You, <laughs> well, they'll, Say they'll important the Seattle way. You, you train them. It has to be the Seattle style of importance. <laughs> well, they'll just, they naturally kind of pick it up. And I uh, think that's what they hear. It's one of the first um, things that they'll pick up. It's more mm-hmm. unique to how I speak compared to what a textbook says or what they've heard from some other teachers. And mm-hmm. so for my That's students, true because some people may be saying it more with a D sound like important, important. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just kind of yeah. drop the T. I tell them it's like a karate chop. So like you're important, important. Uh-huh. And I like the way that sounds. Sort of my, my teaching <laughs> method for those things. It's the karate chop. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what do you think is unique about Washington that you might, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know there's near Seattle, there's a Mount, there's a famous mountain that everybody hikes. Mount Rainier. Yeah. yeah. Mount Rainier. Well, yeah. There's mountains on both sides of Seattle. So oh, yeah, um, there's actually a term. Um, so, you know, Seattle is very rainy. It's always yes. cloudy. Yes. And instead of us saying, it's a sunny day or wow, the weather is so nice. We use the phrase, the mountains are out. Whoa. So that means there aren't brilliant. any clouds. So you can see the mountains that are on both sides of Seattle. Um, and especially Mount Rainier, which is a big volcano, which mm-hmm. honestly kind of scares me, <laughs> but there's a <laughs> large volcano. If you ever see a picture of Seattle, it's usually the Space Needle uh-huh. plus Mount Rainier in the uh-huh. background. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's like a weather slang from Seattle. Like it's, it's the mountains yeah. are out. So it's the, it's the, the mountains. mountains are out, yeah. yeah, the mountains are out. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so nature related too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because it's so rainy and gray. And mm-hmm. um, so there are some things kind of related to that. Other weird cultural things don't really use umbrellas in Seattle because it just, yeah. You can spot someone who's not a native Washington person if they're not using an umbrella. Now, of course, if you have a certain outfit on or if you're trying to keep your hair styled a certain way, you Uh might use an umbrella. But most people from Seattle just use a raincoat and a hood. Really? Is that kind of to look cool and fit in? I feel like in Seattle, the fashion and kind of the behavior, it's very functional. Uh And I know for me, carrying an umbrella around is not functional or Uh especially walking into a store, then you have your wet umbrella. It gets the floor wet. It's very, it makes it slippery and it's just, a hassle to carry yeah, it around it's yeah. so much more convenient to just wear a raincoat uh-huh. and put your hood on that's so fascinating that's- I love yeah. that it's really mm-hmm. interesting just because I live in rainy Galicia yeah. in Spain and we have umbrella culture yeah. like an umbrella culture like if you go to the mm-hmm. local library they have umbrella holders that you can pay to lock your umbrella up while you're at the library and I've never seen that anywhere else in the world and then umbrella holders yeah. in front of every single restaurant like 
so that while you're in the restaurant, you have a place to put your umbrella. It's just like an umbrella oh, yeah. culture here. Yeah. Same so. in Korea. They have like special bags that you oh, put yeah. your umbrella in. Um, Which is super eco, terrible it, for like, the environment, right? Umbrella condoms. <laughs> um, An umbrella condom. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not eco-friendly. And I think that could be another thing in Seattle because they're very, very eco-conscious. So yes. you don't see very much or as much reusable or uh, non-reusable plastics. Uh-huh. Um, definitely no bags for your umbrellas because we would go through them so quickly because it rained all the time in Seattle. Yeah. But also when it rains, it isn't that kind of heavy rain mm-hmm. very often. It, it can happen. It's usually um, a bit of a drizzle. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many different names for rain in Seattle. Yeah. You know how like this Inuits is, have like so the many Inuits names have... For snow. Yes. <laughs> I remember studying that in the anthropology <laughs> class and the <laughs> linguistics of culture. And yes. Yes. So there's lots, lots of different, different names for rain in Seattle. Like drizzle misty yeah yeah misty drizzle downpour and one that uh, showers Mm. that's another one Mm. sprinkles yeah and one that i'm not sure if it's as common but i know some people say is spitty like interesting spitty like you're spitting yeah yeah, it's just a little bit of rain. So uh-huh. also that's why we wear hoods because when it's misty or just bitty rain or a sprinkle, like you don't really need an umbrella. It's yeah. just kind of a fact to carry around. <laughs> so, <laughs> and would, are the colors important? Do you say, do you think a lot of people in Seattle wear blacks and grays and green, dark greens? and or... um, Yeah, I would say a lot of people wear darker colors mm-hmm. um but we're also there are two main universities in washington state uh yeah. wsu or wazoo it's uh-huh. on the east side of the state that's actually where i went to school and the oh, colors cool. are crimson or like a dark red and gray in seattle university is the university of washington or UW, and it's purple and gold and so a lot of people will wear it, it's kind of more casual in Seattle, but they'll wear their school colors or whatever school they're really proud of. So you'll see that. Um, but I are mean, there some rivalries between those two universities at all? Oh yes, yes, yes. really big rivalries during the big rivalry football game every year. Um, I used to work with the marching band for mm. the university and. I had to be a kind of act as a bodyguard or security mm-hmm. for the marching band members when they went to the bathroom because they had been attacked. Are um, you serious? The rivalry can be really like violently attacked. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. But it's funny because I'm very short. I'm a very small person. I don't <laughs> think my face is that intimidating, but for the girls, I had to like stand in front of their stall and keep them safe. If there was a guy going to the bathroom, obviously I couldn't go in, but I had to stand at the entrance of the bathroom and like yell in, hey, Mark, you're good? Are you still there? (laughs) Oh, wow. And and that's what 
yeah, I was told that I had to do that. It just kind of <laughs> marching band members, they put yes. Yeah. Wow. Really weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dark colors, you know, the grunge scene started mm. in Seattle. So yes. you do see a lot of plaid, like oversized uh. clothing. So like what I'm wearing right now is uh-huh. pretty typical Seattle fashion. Um and a lot of people like, when I lived there for a couple months, a lot of people had mm-hmm. tattoos. And I don't know if it was a big tattoo oh, yeah. culture. Like everybody mm-hmm. I saw in Seattle had tattoos. I was amazed. Yeah, because it's a more, I would say almost kind of rock and roll alternative grunge mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. style thing. So mm-hmm. very liberal, a lot less um, judgment about tattoos. But yeah. I know like with plaid, I'm very specific, especially now that I'm in Texas. Uh-huh. There is a fine line between like grunge, nirvana kind of plaid and farmer plaid <laughs> and that's always something you can, kind of like, you can distinguish farmer plaid from grunge plaid people yes also like the fit or shape of the shirt uh-huh. like it has to be a certain kind of oversized for it uh-huh. to be seattle grunge plaid <laughs> like a wow. grunge flannel and then there's a certain fit that like people wear here in Texas so here people are like you're you're not from Texas are you without me saying anything they just look just by the plaid you're wearing the kind of grunge um kind of like how I wear it how I wear yeah like Uh the fits and everything so for oversized I love wearing it with a beanie and Mm -hmm. I just want to look like the beanie look was huge and it is huge Mm -hmm. in Seattle yeah I remember yeah exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I would love to wear a beanie every day of the year, but mm. I'm in Texas. It's really hot. <laughs> and I can't wear beanies often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think there's any particular words you would hear in Seattle? Or I don't know if there's yeah. any particular slang. Um, so I mean the the phrase the mountains are out, all yeah. the different ways oh, to the, talk about yes, rain. rain. Um yes older people it's not really slang but old people that are native to Washington they pronounce the word wash Hmm. in a different way and it's only wash so whether it's Washington or washcloth or whatever Hmm. they will say wash yeah that's only wash the dishes wash wash the dishes yeah wash um and then they from Washington but that's only old people um Another one that I think is interesting, um, at the deli, you -hmm. can get these um, potato wedges. It's a kind of fried potato wedge. Mm -hmm. Everywhere else, they're called potato wedges or home fries. Yeah, I've heard home fries before. Yeah, they're JoJo's. JoJo's, really? JoJo's, yeah. The sign won't say JoJo's. It Mm -hmm. might say, like uh home fries or something else but everyone just calls them jojos wow interesting a good food yeah. word for seattle mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like the name jojos i think it's cute yeah <laughs> it's so, great because i don't think you would hear that in any other place in the country probably right. yeah exactly so there's jojos one word so just because i'm obviously used to the vocabulary from Seattle I was looking at a list and I saw that 
pre-funk oh. is not a North. Have you heard of pre-funk before? Pre-funk? No. I mean, I've pre-funk. heard of funk, but not pre-funk. Right. So um, in other places, this is often like before a party. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe other people say pre-game. Yeah, so yeah, pre-game. Pre- yeah, you know, you have some drinks before you go yeah. to a party or before you go to in iowa we club. call this tailgating i don't know if you would call that as well tailgating in washington we would use tailgating as a more specific term so oh okay before the football like, game yeah like you're actually at the tailgate and that whole kind of party mm-hmm. thing with a large mm-hmm. group of people um yeah pre-gaming can be used or pre-funk is usually used when you drink at home before going to a party um, oh. or before going to a bar because alcohol is expensive. It's cheaper to have it at home. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some friends or maybe even by yourself, you <laughs> have a beer take some shots before you go out so that you can save some money so yeah yeah pre-funk. so pre-funk wow pre-funk. that's really fun that's a really pre-funk fun term. <laughs> so would you say like let's yeah. let's do a little pre-funk is it would it be um, doing pre-funk or just let's enjoy the pre-funk or let's have a pre-funk or so it could be a, a noun or a verb so uh-huh. let's pre-funk at my house yeah. or come over for a pre-funk before the, that's, that's the party. really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weekend so. is nearly here, so I think I know, we yeah. already need to put a little pre-funk on the weekend calendar. Right, yeah. <laughs> or pre-funk for the weekend. Some people might say that, like, um, if you're having some drinks on a Thursday or something, like, uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm pre-funking for the weekend. But it's more common to use it as the time to drink before going to a party or before going to the bar uh-huh, uh-huh. to save money or reduce the social anxiety before going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then along the lines of that, of drinking things, you know, most of my time was as a teen or also at my university, it was the party school. Like Wazoo is known for being a party school. So mm-hmm. that's where this comes from. Um, I didn't realize that a rack of beer is not a term. Mm. I've always you know heard what a, a case of beer, beer. I think a, ca- a case yeah. of beer. Yeah. Right. What's so a, a rack, rack of beer? A rack of beer is a 24 case oh. of beer, or maybe people will say a 24 rack of beer, or just mm-hmm. a rack of beer means a big box of uh-huh. Uh-huh. 24 case. So, yep. Rack it's like a new, <laughs> we need to add this to our English to lessons. <laughs> like, Right. We, we do like lessons on containers and now we're gonna have to add right. Seattle, here's yes. the slang for beer the rack of yeah. beer <laughs> yeah exactly um a lot of my students are college students or yeah. wanting to go to university and what should I say <laughs> pre-fog rack of beer <laughs> those kinds of things and yeah also like the word filthy I don't think it's used as much, but Mm. filthy meaning like cool. Yeah, like that is filthy. That is, um, it's it means like really good, like a really good quality, right? Yeah, Uh, maybe kind of like sick quality. Yeah, like sick or like Like, bad. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Like using a negative word to have a positive meaning, right? 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it kind of comes from that grunge culture, right? That filthy grunge, the grunge, maybe. Uh, kind of filthy grunge. There is also like a hip hop and rap scene uh-huh. in Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it more so comes from the hip hop and rap scene. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So like Knock Lamore, he's a rapper um, and pretty famous and he uses filthy a lot mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, he was not the one to start using the word filthy uh-huh. um, yeah it's just different yeah. from here in texas for sure yeah i know <laughs> and texas different. is such a southern state that i'm sure it has mm-hmm. kind of a world of its own in terms of language and accent and the southern accent and mm-hmm. yeah and, and i want i, I wanted to ask you about y'all just because in every episode yeah. everyone has an mm-hmm. opinion about y'all and i want to kind of know what you're what you say oh. Do you use mm-hmm. y'all or do you still use you guys? Um, so I like using y'all. One, um, I feel like it just, it sounds very friendly to mm-hmm. say y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it's gender inclusive. Yeah. So um, I think even though it is more of a Southern thing, so some people on like the West Coast or East Coast are like, that's not from my culture or mm-hmm. from my region. It's definitely not a Seattle thing. I do like that it is completely gender inclusive, mm-hmm. identity inclusive. Like it yeah. works for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I incorporate y'all into my vocabulary, just because it's non-discriminatory to mm-hmm everybody yeah yeah I like it I'm like I like it too and I like yeah. the way it sounds as well you know yeah it sounds sweet like yeah I think here in the south people are definitely friendlier than, mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. there are some things that are not as friendly but in general kind the of southern friendlier. the southern hospitality yeah a little more warm and mm-hmm. so when I hear y'all it's it kind of gives that hospitality sort of feeling, that Southern charm mm-hmm. um, in Seattle. Not the warmest. That's true. I, yeah, I noticed that when I was living there, people weren't exactly warm. Right. Yeah. Polite. Little standoffish, maybe a little, you know, yeah. you know serious. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and I've read that it has to do with like the weather. Like people don't want to yeah. go outside. Yeah. Um, it's easier to, or less intimidating to hang out with someone outside at a park or Mm -hmm. somewhere else, but because the weather, you're kind of limited and you don't really want to invite someone into your house as much. And Mm -hmm. like here in Texas, everyone's like, come to my church, Hmm. but Seattle isn't as religious though. there's not that kind of culture that's true church. I've never heard that before come to my church <laughs> that's uh, it is very southern this idea yeah. of like come to my church yeah when I had my internet installed the cable guy was like hey you should come to my church this weekend like, <laughs> you're getting all these church invites I you're don't like, know okay, I guess I have to <laughs> visit some churches uh, and get to know the community yeah, yeah. kind of a different mm-hmm. world in that respect Mm-hmm. And I never noticed it, but after being in Texas and then going back home, now I can notice the yeah. Seattle free. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do kind of prefer having my space. I, I 
do miss it a little bit. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are up in your business in Texas. They're like, so <laughs> they oh, want to. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a little. Okay. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being a guest on my podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I loved hearing about these words that are very specific to Seattle too. It just, they're so culturally, they fit with, with the place mm-hmm. and, and the environment. It's fascinating. Yeah. Some of these terms that you yeah. shared, I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and exactly. if, if people want to get in touch with you, I'll leave your, mm-hmm. you know, your YouTube channel, your Instagram handle and all of your social okay. media. This has been mm-hmm. such an amazing yeah. conversation. I want to, I want yeah. you to share the plaid thing as well. So we can get an idea of what you're talking about, like a picture of the Seattle plaid versus like the uh, farmer plaid. Um, be really interesting. Yeah. So Seattle plaid. <laughs> um, I mean, I think you can kind of see like there's a, this, this plaid is called a Buffalo check. Oh, uh, cool. so, so you can see this kind it's not like the really yeah. plaid um I think when you see the plaid that is like a really busy pattern where there's lots mm-hmm, and lots mm-hmm, of lines mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. T- that is not as much of the grunge type plaid mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um also the fit so more oversized baggy mm-hmm. fit um and, if and the farmer tough, plaid is oftentimes like a tight fit it's a lot tighter. Yeah, yeah definitely tighter. Uh-huh. Um, and also in terms of the tucking into the pants. So oh, yeah, that would, in, not, that would not fly in Seattle, the tucking into yeah, the pants. Maybe or would you tuck in one side? Yeah, like maybe just the front um, uh-huh. or either no tucking or tucking in just the front part uh-huh. um, that might happen or just wearing it open, you know, with a shirt underneath. I know these uh-huh. days... A lot of girls wear just like crop tops or something underneath. Yeah. Um, whereas in Texas, it is buttoned, usually buttoned up much higher, oh. and a full tuck all the way around. Interesting. Probably with a big belt. Yeah. <laughs> and a cowboy. It's kind of like a cowboy look. Yeah. 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 yeah the, exactly. The cowboy. The farmer look. cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're yeah. you never cease to be shocked. On a daily basis, by the Texas Texas plaid look. <laughs> uh, there are. I thought that cowboy boots and like cowboy hats were just a thing in movies or at rodeos. No, no, they they wear them on a daily basis, and they have their cowboy hats for different purposes, like wow. your special occasion cowboy hat and boots, and then your work cowboy hat, like for manual labor. Uh-huh. And then like a daily cowboy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> now I'm in a rural area. So this is a farming community, but I know you got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So next time, maybe we can have another conversation about your community uh-huh. in Texas and some slang there, you know? Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Cami. Today we learned so many great terms like the mountains are out to describe a sunny day in Seattle and also the fact that nobody really uses umbrellas, that people put their hoods up and that there's so many words to describe rain. And even the word spitty is a new word for me that really describes um, a drizzle. And I really enjoyed hearing about the grunge scene and the word filthy, for example. 
And just the fact that the plaid in Seattle has a buffalo check rather than kind of, it's not really tucked in tight into the jeans like in Texas. And it's not a tight look, but it's a loose shirt. And that kind of plaid that's loose and baggy is really trendy there. And so what do you think about a pre-funk? A pre-funk this weekend. It is a word to describe a pre-party before you go out. Well, I am so excited that this episode was absolutely fascinating. Uh, And maybe it makes you want to visit Seattle and get to know the culture. I'm Anne. I forgot to introduce myself. I am a virtual educator. I work for the English language programs with the U.S. government, and I work with pre-service teachers online. And then I also have TOEFL IBT speaking courses, and I do some exam preparation on the side. So if you're interested in joining one of my courses, don't hesitate to get in touch with me. And the upcoming episode next month is going to be focused on New Orleans slang. We will be learning so much about the dynamic mix of cultures in the South, in Louisiana. So subscribe to the podcast, leave a positive review if you're loving it. And thank you for being a loyal listener. And I'll see you next time.